Hi, and welcome to On the Blue Couch. I'm Kathleen, coming to you from my couch in my office in Lakeview, an area of Chicago. This podcast provides information, inspiration, and reflections on all things that happen within us and around us to live today and fully. This is episode seven, Greetings Season. Hi all, and thank you for listening to this seventh episode. Yes, I will be talking about the holidays, and specifically the holiday season, uh, what it can bring up for people, and then what to do about it. So the more we know about ourselves, the more we're aware, the more we can make changes to engage in good self-care, to take good care of ourselves, Uh, and really engage this holiday season in a way that feels right for us. So one thing I really like about doing these podcasts is that it really makes me think. And I should also add that it helps me to listen more. And I pick up themes in between podcasts if there's something that I hear around me. You know, family and friends might talk about or there might be something coming up in me it really informs what I want to talk about next. And so I'm going to share an experience with you uh, that I had right around Halloween that prompted me to do this podcast. So this was around Halloween. It was either the day before or the day after. And I was driving in my car. I think I was running some errands. And I turned to one of my programmed radio stations and all of a sudden was jolted into the holiday season, like immediately. I heard that familiar Frank Sinatra, soothing, manly, beautiful voice singing classic holiday music. And I had this brief what moment, like the what that has the question mark and the exclamation point. So I had that what moment and experienced a mixed range of anticipated anxiety, loss, like I had this sense of loss, warmth, and contentment. So yes, all these things happened in one very brief moment. So it made me really get to think about what I know about this holiday season, that it can bring up stuff for people. Against the backdrop of family and friend gatherings, lights, holiday aromas, and music. This season can definitely intensify challenging family dynamics, maybe relationship losses, maybe relationships that aren't working. Uh, And this idea of, of high expectations And I know you've probably heard it, the higher the expectation, the more the disappointment. But when I think of expectations, I think of the hallmark commercial, the Hallmark holiday commercial, the Folgers commercial. I don't know the last time I saw a Folgers commercial, but I'm pretty sure it was years ago, but I can still remember that sound of the can opening, the drip of the coffee, and then people, you know, awaking to the aromas of the coffee. What a strong holiday scene that commercial evokes. So I hope to really, in this podcast, help you to quiet the busy. 
uh, we are given the message in different forms that, you know, the holiday season is supposed to be a certain way. And, you know, this has been passed on to our psyches from past generations, as well as the media. So whatever holidays you do or don't celebrate, participate in, witness, you do encounter the season. It is here. So I really want to focus on three things, and I'm going to share those with you. So really how to connect fully with yourself and the others around you that matter. How to, you know, bring down the stress uh, and connect to this holiday season if that's what you want to do. There's a whole other set of expectations and responsibilities and pressures that can be presented on top of all the other stuff we have to do, right? And then also to increase mindfulness. So this is a season of lots of stuff that can engage the senses. And what a great opportunity to really be present in that, to really, really enjoy that. I also want to add to you before, um, or I want to add before I move on, is this idea of being gentle with yourself and others. So this can be a stressful time, and it doesn't have to be. And, you know, I shared with you that brief moment of all this, this whole range of stuff that I experienced in that brief moment. And so know that other people might be experiencing a range of stuff uh, and that we're all doing the best that we can uh, and to respect that in yourself and respect that in others. Okay, so at the beginning of November, uh, Chris Rock was on Saturday Night Live and he did his monologue and I think he's so funny and of course he says things in his Chris Rock way, so I will not do it justice, but I do want to share a little bit of what he shared in his monologue. And it was really commentary on going into the holiday season and what we've turned it into. And so I will share a YouTube clip on my website on thebluecouch.com. So please go to that uh, if you want to see this clip. But this is what Chris Rock has to say. So imagine his voice and something a lot funnier, okay? But this is what he says verbatim. We commercialize everything. And then he says, look what we did to Christmas. Christmas is Jesus's birthday. Now, I don't know Jesus, but from what I have read, Jesus is the least materialistic person to ever roam the earth. And he goes on to say, no bling on Jesus. Jesus kept a low profile. And we turned his birthday into the most materialistic day of the year. And then Chris Rock goes on to say, matter of fact, we have the Jesus birthday season. So whether or not you celebrate Christmas, um, this, is, this is how it can feel. And again, the reason that's funny is because there is a lot of truth in that. So in a telephone survey that uh, reached close to 800 adults that was conducted by Greenberg, Quinlan, and Rosner, uh, they found that these were the top stressors during the holidays. The top one was lack of time. And that was, could be experienced often or sometimes, okay? Uh, lack of money was the second. Commercialism or hype was the third. Pressure of giving, getting gifts was fourth. And then family gather gatherings were the fifth. So also another thing to note that in this survey, when comparing work versus home, 
work definitely carried a significant stress for people. Um, one about were they going to get the time off uh, to enjoy the holiday season, as well as were they going to meet their work obligations. So that was in there as well. Okay, so it was just today that I was watching a commercial and I ended up doing this little experiment with it where it was a commercial that definitely had a holiday scene. It was about gift giving. There was a tree involved, a Christmas tree. And I put it on mute. And I started watching the people interact in it. And it was way overdone. The expressions were way overdone. And I started to feel a bit uncomfortable. And then, you know, I put the volume up and I noticed that I was less uncomfortable because the music and the conversation was more congruent with the theatrics. But every time I put it on mute, I became uncomfortable because I think it was so theatrical and not real that I would never want to hang out with these people around the holidays. I think that's probably what it was. So we're presented with theatrics around us. And would you ever want to have to put on a production, a theatrical production for your holiday, for anything that you're celebrating? Probably not, because then how do you really get to connect with others? So I want to move back to expectations. So what are some of the expectations that you hold for yourself? Whether these are family traditions whether these are things that you've seen around you, things that neighbors do. What is the expectation that you're holding for yourself? And if there's a worse thing that could possibly go wrong during your holiday season, what would it be? And I'm not going to spend a lot of time here having you think about it, but come back to that. Like, if something were to go wrong and it would be like the worst catastrophe for the, for your holiday. Without anybody getting hurt, what would it be? And once you get in touch with that, think about really would that be so terrible? Um, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. Um, it's the Christmas, A Christmas Story. Uh, whether or not you celebrate Christmas, I love this movie. It's set, I believe, in the late 1930s, maybe early 1940s, and it follows the character of Ralphie, who is obsessed. He's this young boy who's obsessed with this particular Christmas gift that he wants, and you're taken through his inner thoughts. You're walked through that with the narration, but these fantasies keep coming up, and these expectations that he has for the holiday season keep arising. So it's actually really fun to watch. The other thing I like about the movie and kind of what we're talking about today is that his family, you know, has all their quirks. They have their faults. They're not perfect. And when things actually go wrong, uh, when a dinner doesn't go as planned, they adjust. And in fact, the scene where they've adjusted to this dinner not working out is hilarious. And you see them truly connecting in this moment. And you know that this moment that we witness as the person watching the movie, if the movie were to continue, that how they adjusted made a great story and a great memory. But they're truly connected and laughing. And it's just them. So again, go back and watch it. Watch it if you haven't seen it. And I'll provide a link to it as well. Okay, so I do want to touch on grief and loss in the holiday season. 
So grief being that reaction to a loss, a natural reaction to a loss. And there are different kinds of losses. And the ones that I'm focusing on today are the, the loss of the end of a relationship, the loss of a relationship through a divorce, through a breakup. Um, sometimes it's just a friendship that didn't work out. People went their separate ways. And then there's also the death, the death of a loved one, death of a friend. Sometimes, you know, people experience grief reactions from the death of a pet and to respect that. So for recent losses, the first Christmas, Hanukkah, New Year's, or any other holiday, this holiday season can be hard to be a part of going through grief. It can be hard to participate. The person who is grieving may have shared past holidays with that loved one who's no longer there. So the absence can really be felt. For some, it might be easier than thought uh, walking through the season. And so there's no right or wrong way to grieve. So do be aware that if you are going through grief, um, or if you are witnessing somebody going through grief, that people are allowed to have fun, that they're allowed to experience joy. And you can still honor the person who is no longer there. You can still love that person who is no longer there while still enjoying yourself. It's, I sometimes hear from people that there's a sense of maybe a little bit of betrayal by, you know, not, not mourning more, not grieving more, uh, when that person isn't there. So if you're able to have fun, then do so. So if this was a past loss, and what I mean by that is if this is not the first holiday season, if it was you know, over a year ago, a few years ago, maybe many years ago, this season can carry many reminders. So this is a season filled of togetherness, connectedness, traditions, and tons of sensory stuff going on. I'm going to get to that in a minute. So to be open to the good feelings and have your heart open, you know, the uncomfortable feelings can be there too. So unfortunately, and and I would say also fortunately, we don't get to sit with this box of good emotions. Like we don't get to say, well, I'm going to be open to whatever comes up next and I hope it's just a positive feeling. So when we open ourselves to our own feelings and we actually feel it, of course, we're going to have mixed feelings. And so in opening your heart, you can also feel some of the uncomfortable ones and to be able to sit with those. So the season is full of strong sensory potential reminders. Okay, so I know for myself, cinnamon and pine can instantly bring me back to earlier years. And so know that there can be things around you that can bring you back to the past um, and create a missing uh, of a loss, a longing maybe for another time. It can also bring you back to a time that maybe wasn't so great. Um, So that's something else that I will get into as far as traumatic triggers. So there could be smells from the season that bring you back to something that um, maybe there was more dysfunction around the holidays or you felt it more. Um, And the holidays were were not happy times. So to also be aware of that. If you are witnessing a person grieving, just let them be where they are. So there are different theories that provide a framework for stages of grief, and the key word being framework. So there is not a wrong way or a particular stage a person is supposed to be in. So just honor where they are. And definitely reach out 
And just like anything, an invitation is an invitation, no matter what time of the year. So I don't know about you, but I have found myself in situations where an invitation actually felt like an obligation. And I felt like if I didn't show up for whatever reason, I'd be in trouble. Um, And also situations where if I left early, that would not be okay. Um, So it's actually made me really be aware of what an invitation is and made me think about what an invitation is. And I think of it as a gift to include someone. And sometimes they aren't available or in a place to participate. And other times they are. So an invitation is just that. It's kind of opening your arms and saying, come join us. And if you're not available, that's okay. So my point is this, when you can express and feel some of the sad feelings, the grief, you can get more in touch with that side of you and get in touch with more of the joy. To, so to push away that one part can make it hard to express other parts. So this doesn't mean you have to be in all of your grief during the whole holiday season. That's not what I'm saying. But to ignore what is there can really make it hard to be present. And so that really gets back to the kind of the connectedness with others, connectedness with yourself, being mindful. Okay, so I will provide articles and links for further reading around grief and the holidays. If you're interested in reading um, how you can support someone who's walking through grief uh, this holiday season, or maybe you're walking through grief yourself, and maybe what to pay attention to, uh, things that you can do for yourself. Okay, so those will be on my website. So moving on, I do want to end with just some thoughts and recommendations around really what to think about in trying to increase mindfulness, uh, mitigate some stress, and also connect with yourself and connect with others. So I'm going to start by talking about that idea of time for self. Yes, you must take some time for yourself, and there are no excuses here. We had talked in the last uh, podcast, actually, when I spoke with Carrie Majorca from Bloom Yoga, and I asked her how to get people back into yoga who are having a hard time making time for it. And I think her answer can apply to what I'm talking about here. And she recommended finding that thing in your schedule that you can remove, like you're going to have to carve out time. So remove something. And make time to do that 20 minute walk to take a class that you have been going to at the gym. Uh, Maybe taking time just to have a cup of coffee and read an article that you like. This may require you delegating responsibilities to someone else, maybe a partner, maybe a family member. Um, You can also engage services in your area. So is there a laundry service that you're willing to budget some money towards just to do a couple loads of laundry? Is there a way to make a meal simpler? Can you have an extra night of takeout um, at some place near you? So getting creative with ways to make life easier um, does require some thought, planning, and creativity. But, you know, when you do those little things and those little changes, um, you know, things can get to be too much with that one extra thing. And it can feel like things are unraveling. So start making small changes before you get to that point. I also want to acknowledge that here I am talking about reaching out to family and friends and delegating responsibilities. Um, And I want to acknowledge that people don't always have people they can reach out to. 
Um, some people are estranged from their families. Uh, some people feel very alone and isolated. So I am going to provide a list of resources, ideas for creating more community, uh, creating more connection with others if you are feeling alone, um, if you're feeling like you don't have people that you can rely on. Um, so I just wanted to say that. Okay, so moving from time for self into making time for others and really enjoying being with the people that you care about. So this is the season of togetherness, right? Of connectedness, of uh, gatherings. And so what do you want to say yes to? How do you know when you want to say yes? Like what is the feeling when you're invited to something or you know you're going someplace and it feels like a definite yes to you? What do you know that happens within yourself? And what do you know about yourself when you know you're leaning towards a no? What is it about the situation or maybe the particular person, um, just the time itself? So kind of being able to differentiate between those two things uh, to be able to make very clear decisions for yourself. And again, you can always change your mind about things. That's okay. Always give people a heads up though. Um, so again, this can definitely be the, the season for spending time with family. And in that, you need to think about ways to navigate spending time with family sometimes. Um, you know, there's a whole spectrum of what normal is. And I still don't have a definition for what normal is, but I do know what healthy is. And it can take a while to really figure out what is healthy in your own family and maybe what isn't so healthy all the way to what is just outright abusive. Um, so, you know, people have their quirks and there are things that are just not going to change. And it's kind of like, what are you okay with? You know, what can you uh, be okay with because you love that person. What can you accept? And moving into what are you not okay with? What impacts your health? What impacts your mental health? Are there certain kind of interactions, behaviors, um, things that are not okay for you? And now, if you're in a partnership um, you know, bringing somebody else into your family or maybe going into their family and witnessing something that isn't okay for you, that requires discussion in your partnership. And it definitely requires a conversation um, if you have children. So I think it can get more complicated um, if things aren't going right when um, what to do in situations where um, if anything is becoming more dysfunctional, escalating. And what I mean by that is like more anger, more abusive talk. Um, are there people who are actually maybe physically abusive, um, explosive? So I'm sharing that with you because I think that people can definitely feel very isolated uh, when they're experiencing that within their family, if they've experienced that as a child. Um, that now you're an adult, and so you have the right to say no to certain things, okay? Those, those dysfunctional kind of interactions can make one feel helpless and like they don't have a voice, but you do have a voice, and if you feel like you're having a hard time using it, um, I do recommend uh, maybe speaking with a counselor or reading specific books on uh, dysfunction in families and setting boundaries, um, 
So email me if you want any book recommendations. I'd be happy to provide some for you. Okay, so we've talked about making time for self, making time for others, um, and doing things that make you happy. So I know that during this season, there's all these work obli- obligations oftentimes and really um, more deadlines often because of the end of the year, uh, because more people are on vac- vacation. So the work can pile up and there can be a shorter window of time to get that done. So it's even more important that you, when you do have time to Uh, engage in this season is to do things that are fun. Do things that maybe you really enjoyed doing as a child and getting out there and doing them. Doing things that uh, you've always wanted to try. I recommend checking out like a Groupon or Living Social uh, for ideas because I've definitely found things I would never have known existed or even thought about trying like jumping in a trampoline city that does exist. So according to Groupon. So Getting creative again with trying new things, having some novelty, uh, bringing that into your season, uh, sometimes maybe by yourself, and also sharing that with others. So in moving around and about and just getting things done, uh, if you're rushing to get things done, figure out why exactly you are doing that. you know, I tend to sometimes be a really fast walker and sometimes I need to ask myself, why am I walking so fast? Or why do I feel like I have to run to my car and jump in it and get moving? Um, so checking in with yourself around rushing. Why exactly are you doing it? And is it really going to make a difference? So it might make a difference of five to 10 minutes in your day um, of really you know, being quick on the gas pedal when the light turns green. Um, But in the long run, is it really going to make that much of a difference? Um, And see what happens to your stress level when actually you kind of move at a more even keel pace. Okay, and I'm going to end on this. I want you to smile right now. Just like a natural smile. And start to notice what happens to your face. Start to know what happens to your posture as you focus on smiling, okay? So be more intentional about smiling. I'm just going to share this quick experience with you. But I had gone out for a run one day, and I was wondering why everyone was smiling at me. And I was like, oh my gosh, people are so friendly today. And I realized that actually I was smiling. And I was in a really good place and very centered and all that good stuff. So you change your your perspective, you change your body posture, you change kind of the things that are happening within you when you can even just do a small smile. And notice how others respond to that if you're walking around with a relaxed, a relaxed, not creepy, but a relaxed smile. So think of that. In any case, it was great to share with you some stuff on really managing the holiday season and walking through it. I hope you have an enjoyable one. Um, I will, again, provide resources and links and ideas for increasing mindfulness, uh, mitigating stress, and really being connected to yourself and others. For any questions or comments, please email me at Kathleen at OnTheBlueCouch.com. And for the resources or any links that I mentioned today, please go to my blog slash podcast on the bluecouch.com. 
Thanks for listening. Until next time.